A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He just got there, Evans. This is more than enough. I can't wait. What about Andrew King? Put him in the sack. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Yes, yes. Well, here it is. Day one of the season. This is the stuff dreams are made of. Yesterday, we brought you our season preview. Today, we're going to be bringing you the Supercoach preview. Obviously, this is what you guys are here for. We've got plenty of segments this week. We've got buy, hold, and sell. We've got Captain Obvious. We've got the listener questions. We've got hot takes. And just to recap, the multi of the week as well. So, let's get straight into it. One thing I did want to touch straight off the bat is, you may have heard some ads at the start of this podcast. Now, I'm proudly to say that thanks to your guys' immense support over the last five weeks or so, I've been approached to run ads on this podcast. Look, a lot of you guys might think it's selling out, and I totally understand that. It's going to be a 30-second clip at the start and at the end. You can fast-forward them if you want. It's going to give a lot of support to me if you guys listen to them. I'm not going to lie. I am going to get a little bit of money out of this. The money's going to go straight back into the podcast, better recording equipment. It's going to pay for all my subscriptions. Uh, I'm paying for the Daily Telegraph, paying for multiple editing softwares. So, look, this is all down to you guys. It's not life-changing money or anything. By no means, I'm still going to bust my ass at work. But it's just a little bit of cash on the side to help pay for, I guess, the background costs that run uh, a podcast that I wasn't aware of when starting out. So, just wanted to reiterate, guys, thank you so much for the support you've given me and given the page. Uh, without you guys, there would be no Whisperer. I've been contemplating multiple times this off-season whether just to can it all in because it is tough work, but seeing all the support and, and getting the podcast numbers shooting through the roof is all down to you guys. The day ones know who they are. Uh, I thank them immensely. The guys that just joined yesterday, you're just as important as anyone else. So a little bit off topic, but I just wanted to give thanks for being able to get me to where I have been and able to, to fund all the background costs that run into it. But you guys aren't here to listen to me. Uh, give a sob story. We're here for the Supercoach news. We're going to kick today off with the buy, hold, and sell. Now, we've got five players this week for the buy, hold, and sell. Three buys, one hold, one sell. And no surprises, the first buy of the week is Connor Watson. Now, not making any surprises here. Connor Watson, named at 13. One of the players that I've been so keen on to get a start, he finally gets it. We should expect Connor Watson to be playing around 55 to 60 minutes and playing lock forward. I would be very surprised if his PPM isn't around that 1 to 1.1 range, meaning 55 to 65 points this week for Connor Watson. He could even jag a pie against this Bulldog side, so definitely uh, I'd be playing him on your side. The beauty of Connor Watson is he can be a dual position 5 8 or hooker, and uh, can cover a multitude of areas in your team. The first man on the sell list is Andrew Davey, obviously. The hopes and dreams of all super coaches really pinned on Davey being named, and for the mid-range lovers out there, unfortunately, he wasn't. Jack Gusecki was the man to get that starting spot. 
So, look, Davies is sell for me until he can get himself back into that side. Hopefully, there's a bit of a price drop and we can pick him up cheap. But for now, Andrew Davey is a sell. The next man on the buy list is Frantessi New. Now, escaped that driving charge, which is key. Obviously, he was a lock all preseason. And then he was he rocked the Supercoach world with this driving charge that came out of nowhere. But thankfully, it was just a six-month suspended sentence and a $600 fine. He escapes all punishment from the NRL and the Integrity Unit. And the Broncos named him to play round one. He might not score too highly against the Eels, but he's definitely someone to have on the pine and make you a fair bit of cash. Tessie New is 100% a buy. The man on the hold list is Moses Leota. Now, don't get me wrong. You're probably thinking, Whisperer, what are you talking about? He's a starting front rower, but let's have a look at the bench. They've got Eisenhuth. They've got Liam Martin, who could definitely put some minutes in the middle. And they've also got Spencer Lino, another man that's probably going to come on and play middle. I've spoken to a few Panthers fans who are not high on Leota as a player. There's a lot of errors in his game. A lot of the guys are high on Lino as well. So, look, Lino is someone to chuck into the buy category as well. I think he's going to play 35, 40 minutes off the bench. Definitely uh, could see him making some good cash. But as for Moses Leota, I'm uh, I'm happy to, to put the hold on him. He wasn't outstanding preseason. Hasn't really been outstanding either. So, Moses Leota is a hold. And the last man on the buy list is obviously Jacob Little, one of the biggest winners from Teamless Tuesday this week, I feel. No Jake Simpkin on the bench, no Moses and Bailey to take minutes. The only concern with Little next week would be the return of Adam Doohy. What does that do for Moses and Bailey? And does that push him to the 9? Does it push him to the 14? Or does Dane Laurie lose out and Moses and Bailey play the 1? I've always said that I think the Tigers are screaming out for a natural number 9. And I think Little's the man to play and take a lot of minutes in that position. I still think he's a he's a hold next week, uh, but definitely round one, he's a buy. And potentially a good reserve option for you guys to put on there. But for now, that was round one's buy, hold, and sell. Captain Obvious. Yes, Captain Obvious. This is the segment you guys have been wanting all captain choices this week. We've got five. I've got two, vice, two straight vice-captain options two vice-captain slash captain options, and one really, really big pod captain option that if it pays off, could definitely set you guys up moving forward. We'll kick off with the vice-captains. First vice-captain of the week is Brian Kelly. Now, a gun, just a sheer centre-wing gun. Now, against the Warriors, he could go off for anything. This is the joy of picking a vice-captain. They can, they can flop, and it's not going to worry you too much. You're simply putting them there if you are going to use that VC loophole that we discussed in prior episodes. So Brian Kelly, against the Warriors, they conceded, on average, 58 points in all centers. Now, that's against every center in the game, not just the elite ones. Brian Kelly last year had an average well over 60, and if he can, he can score a try or two, there's definitely 120, 130 on the board for Brian Kelly, and a great round one vice-captain option. The next vice-captain is Ryan Madison, who plays in the first game tonight for the Eels against the Broncos. The Broncos were the second-worst side in Supercoach last year against second-row forwards. Ryan Madison played the Broncos last year and scored 99 and 67. All we need is, is him to cross the white line to uh, to pick up a meat pie, get a really good score for Supercoach owners. Let's just remember, the Broncos conceded 74.4 points on average against second-row forwards last year, and Ryan Madison, being one of the best second-rows in the game, definitely could see him uh, him jagging a huge score. Same reason as Brian Kelly. A, a vice-captain isn't the end of the world if they, if they don't go off. It's just there to loop. So they're the two sole vice-captain options. We can move into the next two. 
which are the the, sent, the the captain slash vice captain options. You can interchange these two, and no surprise, they're James Tedesco and Nathan Cleary. James Tedesco is going up against a really poor Manly side, I feel. Teddy's played 11 matches against the Sea Eagles for an average of 78, and in 2020, Manly were the second worst defensive side against fullbacks, and we know that Teddy isn't quote-unquote average, so don't be surprised to see him go for 120+. plus. If it's a wet track, then that might be a little bit of a deterrence, but... The way that he played in that trial game and the way that Manly defended, definitely could see Teddy going huge, but no surprises there. And the next captain slash vice captain option, like we said, is Nathan Cleary. Obviously the best game, the best halfback in Supercoach last year by Country Mile. Look, he's played the Cowboys on five occasions and has a career average of 77 against them with a career high of 112. In 2020... Statistically, the North Queensland Cowboys were the fourth worst side defending against halfbacks. Uh, a ton could definitely be on the cards for Cleary if he gets his hands on the ball here and just setting up tries left, right, and center. And here is the pod captain move that could definitely set your side up for a fantastic score round one. It's George Williams from the Raiders. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a huge pod shout, but against the Tigers last year, a Tiger side who were the worst side in the NRL against halfbacks conceding 79.2 points on average against halfbacks. George Williams could potentially be getting the goal kicking as well with Jared Croker out. We could also see a cricket score put on by the Raiders here. I wouldn't be surprised to see Williams go huge here and he also features in my hot takes at the end of the season, at the end of the week. The biggest concern with Williams is obviously the score that he put on last year against the Tigers, which was only 55, but let's remember that was a 14 to 6 low scoring affair. So with all the with the, all the upside that we've got with Williams, Definitely is a huge pod shout, and if it pays off, you guys could skyrocket the rankings. We've got the listener questions. Put out a poll on Instagram last night, wanting your guys' opinions for the Supercoach season up top. There were a couple of questions I have removed out of this. I did get about 75 replies. A lot of them were double-ups. Today, we've only got about 18 to 20 questions, so we'll quickly run through those. First one's a double-header that comes from Adam Hobbs. He asks, Host Ogleseki and Remus or not. So, with this, I wouldn't be take, taking Jack. I'd rather delete my page than pick him, in all honesty. I'm not too keen on Host either, but if you're going to have to pick one of those two, I think he is the safer option. He's going to get you 55 points if he plays big minutes, so that's the only concern as to how many minutes that Host will play this year. And as for Remus or not, look, don't go out of your rated way to pick Remus, but if, if he's in your team, I would be taking him out. But I wouldn't be selling someone to get him in. We're going to rely heavily on tries with him. And the the job security is another concern. Like, what happens when Brinko Lee comes back? Does Jennings down the wing and Remus drops out? Does Remus move to the wing and Jennings drops out? There's just too many uh, factors around me that, that put me off Remus. He's similar to a Charlie Staines, in my opinion. I think he could definitely have weeks where he scores 15. So, if he's in your side, don't take him out. But if he's not in your side, I wouldn't be pulling it apart to get him in. Ethan asks, if you only have one between Barnett and CSC with Takiyaho, who would you have? Now, this is a tough question because I'm huge on both these guys, but I think Takiyaho could be the best prop forward in the game. So I'm going to stick with him just in terms of consistency. What happens with Barnett when he loses the kicking? We know that from prior stats, he averages about 63-64. So look, still good choices to make money, but I think Takiyaho could have an average over 75 if he maintains the goal kicking. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cam asks, what do you think of Leno? Now, he's in my side personally for the, at the moment. I think he's going to play, like I said, 30 to 40 minutes at 1.2, 1.3 ppm. Could definitely see him pumping out 45, 50s on the bench for you guys to make you good cash. And at uh, at the price, he's definitely an option to pick up. Billy asks, Luciano Alua as a pod, definitely. Tigers have a rough draw to start the year, unfortunately, but definitely could see Luciano. Uh, kicking on from last year, average 64 last year, and I think he'd go one better and go over 65, but it's just navigating the first tough part of the Tigers draw. He also asked thoughts on Jaden Braley. Now, another one in my side. I think Braley's going to play big minutes. Uh, expected to play 80. Could definitely see him averaging 55, 60. Just needs to get those creative stats up. We know he's got a good base. He makes a lot of tackles. So, Braley is starting in my side as hooker. And uh, definitely an option for you guys. If you guys want to go against the grain, Jake Turpin is another one at a similar price point that I feel could make good money. Miles asks, is Fui Mayona a decent buy to eventually downgrade to Bloor? That's the plan. If you buy Fui Mayona, you are going to downgrade him to Bloor. I guess the biggest question is, what is his job security like? Anthony Griffin could do anything here. So we've just got to see him get some decent minutes. And then, yeah, you could definitely make some cash. He's only my side at the moment. I've managed to find some cash to upgrade him. But um, look, it's just a, it's a weird position for him, isn't it, at 13? I'd much rather see him in the back row and move someone else to 13, but look, I'm not going to go against Anthony Griffin. It could pay off dividends, but for super coaches out there, we just hope he holds his spot. David asks, wanting to pick up David Fafita from Sydney on my bench to free up cash. Similar value to Stefano. Look, I think he's a bit of a trap. I think he's a bit of a placeholder. We've got to remember that Victor Radley and Sam Verrills are still to come back in this side. You would expect that Radley move straight into 13 with uh, Liu to drop to the bench. And Verrills probably play that utility role in for Adam Kieran. So there's a bench spot that's gone with Liu dropping back. And Fafita might be the man to drop out. I don't see it being Jad Rui or Hardgraves. So I think Fafita's the first person to drop out of that side. Sam asks, how many minutes do you see Fuimona playing? Yeah, look, it's so it's so hard with the Dragons rotation. Who knows? I think they've got Trent Merritt on the bench from memory, so that could cut into it. Look, I wouldn't expect him to play much more than 50 to 55 minutes personally, but who knows? Anthony Griffin's a crazy coach, and uh, we've seen the, the best of Fuimona last year. Back-to-back scores of 70, but it's just a case of whether that's going to repeat itself at the edge. And Jack Carney says, Capewell minutes. Now, I think Capewell's out of the two second rollers at the Panthers, I think he's one that's going to play the bigger minutes. I think that we could see Liam Martin come on, play a little bit in the, in the middle. We could also see him spell kick out. So I definitely see Capewell playing 65 plus and a fantastic option for your center wings or second row forwards being dual position. Nick says, any love for Nas? That bench looks juicy for the big minutes for the big man. Yeah, look, Nas is... Oh, He's a good pickup if he if he holds that spot. It's just a question of what's going to happen when the cheese moves back. Does the cheese move into thirteen or does he go to the bench? That's probably going to cut into the minutes a little bit. So if he was, let's say eighty k cheaper, I'd be all over it. But priced it at a pretty hefty rate, just the minutes is a big concern for Nas. But definitely don't hate the pod shout. 
Aiden says, who are the best second row forwards under 350k? Yeah, it's tough this year, isn't it? There's There's been so many exclusions. Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Kula Matangi, and Andrew Davey was, was the other one. But look, the best ones for that price range, you're looking at you guys like Fuimona, Host, Offahengiawi. I think those three are probably the, the three best options under that price range. Ryan James is someone that could could come into calculations, but what happens when Harry Naira and the horse is back? I think James just drops out of the side completely. So, look, those three that I mentioned before, they're probably the best options, but if you can stay away from them and upgrade to, to them, or even downgrade to someone like a Sean Bourne and just hold him as a non-playing reserve, uh, definitely, I would say, is a better better move. Keegan says, thoughts on Tom Opachit as a pod center wing at 320k. Same price as Remus Smith, but less ownership. Yeah, look, I'm high on Opachit. We look at what Jennings did last year. He averaged, I think it was around 50. So if we can get a 50 out of Opachit, he averaged 40 in a piss-poor Cowboys side last year. So, look, I prefer him over Staines. I prefer him over Remus. Uh, I don't prefer him over Avarillo, but... Yeah, look, Opatrice is a good pickup that people aren't talking about. I think he's going to fly under the radar and be a fantastic pickup for you guys. Ryan asks, Twal a good pot option? Uh, it's just a case of minutes, isn't it, for Twal? Who knows what's going to happen with that Tigers rotation? Obviously, we've got Joe off there, a bench of McKaylee, Stefano, Russell Packer. So, look, if Twal can get 60-plus minutes, definitely a fantastic pod shout, but it's a wait and see for me. I'm happy to wait for the first two weeks and see what Mike McGuire does with this rotation before bringing Twal in. The Williams Eleven asks, Bunnies and must-haves. Look, I think the Bunnies are going to work well. It's a collective unit, and no one's going to really stand out. Obviously, there's not really many cheapies in that side. Hoss is the only one. But we look at Adam Reynolds, who's a little bit inconsistent. Cody Walker, who's priced sky-high. Latrell Mitchell in a competitive position for Supercoach. Josh Mansour, unproven at a new side with big price tag. Uh, the other guys there don't have a fantastic base. A pod shout that I will give you from the Bunnies is Campbell Graham, if you want to pick him up for your center wings. I think he could have a an even better year than what he did last year. Riley asks, do you think Billy Magulius will keep his spot when Talakai comes back from injury? Unfortunately, no. Look, I'm one of the biggest Billy Magulius fans, but Talakai, Royce Hunt are on the sideline as well. Andrew Fafita is still on the bench. There's a lot of competition for a guy that I'm so high on, but it seems like the Sharks aren't, so... Billy Magulius is a no-go for me, although I did love to see him get named. Just from an NRL perspective, I think he's going to come on and bring great impact off the bench for the Sharks. Tyler asks, will Teddy be kicking even though Kieran's on the bench? Nah, look, I think Kieran uh, Kieran on the field will probably kick over Takiyaho as well. But it's a case of how Robinson's going to use him. And just remember, it's only going to be for a week with Verrills to come back. So... Look, yeah, unfortunately, Teddy's probably not going to be kicking much this week, but definitely could see him holding the kicking tee for weeks to move forward. And the last one for the day is, do you think Braley and Watson will get reduced minutes coming back from injury? Now, I've touched on this in this podcast. I think that Watson's going to play about 60, and Braley will go close to playing 80. I think they wouldn't be named if they weren't fully healed from uh, these injuries. I think round one with these new rules, it's going to be quick, and it's going to be wild. But Watson played 30 minutes in the trial, so I can see they're just doubling and playing 60 in a, in a real game. So, look, I think good minutes for those two. And if you are going to run two players from the Knights, I think they're the two to have. All right. So that was the listener questions. Thanks for sending those in. We'll be doing that once a week. For, for you guys that didn't uh, get on this week, you've either asked a repeat question that someone else had already asked or I replied to you privately. But for you guys that didn't get on, keep sending them through um, because I will rotate the names that come through. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. 
Now, we're going to move on to hot takes for this week, and these are the predictions that I think uh, are a little bit spicy that uh, hopefully come back and I look like a genius come next week. But we'll kick it straight off. I have got CIC Watakiaho to score over 80 points this week. Like I said, I don't think Adam Kieran's going to play too many minutes. I think the Roosters are going to put a score on Manly. And with the plethora of goal-kicking chances, Takiaho over 80, I like it. Now, I touched on this earlier in the captain's part of the segment, but George Williams over 100, definitely, definitely on the cards, I think, especially if he's goal-kicking. This is a huge pod shout, but George Williams over 100, uh, just the way the Tigers defend their halfbacks, I like it. A little bit controversial, this next one. It's Cam Munster score under 40 points in the first game of the season. Won't be goal-kicking, playing against a really tough south side, who I think are going to get the chockies tonight. Uh, Munster under 40, I think it's going to break a lot of people's hearts that own him. And people that don't own Cody Walker, oh, I could see Walker outscoring Munster this week easily. Next one is Mitch Barnett to score over 80. Obviously named to goal-kick. I like this play a lot. Definitely a chance for a meat pie or two. If he, if he does cross the white line, that hunt, that 80 is going to get smashed. The bloke scores 65 on his ear normally with the goal kicking. Definitely consider adding another 15 points for Mitch Barnett. Fan favorite, the Chad, to score over 60 points. Definitely can see this happening with the goal kicking. The Sharks could put a score on this Dragon side, and I think the Chad's going to have a hand in a lot of things. And I've talked him up all year. Hopefully you guys have jumped on and, and reaped the rewards of a 60-plus score in round one. And last hot take for round one is the back row goat for Supercoach, Jason Tamalolo. Averaging less than 55 this this round. He's going to score below 55. Who knows what's happening with this rotation? It's, uh, it's tough to see him not scoring well so much, but just it's tough to see what he's going to look like with this productivity, with him potentially moving to an edge or potentially having reduced minutes. So, look, Lolo under 55 is a, is a shout. I think the Panthers are going to neutralize him pretty well this week. And we're going to reiterate the Whisperers Weekend Wager Multi for you guys out there. Look, this is the bet that I think has the best chance of winning. So, it's not a huge return. It's about $3.80. But good value for four head-to-head legs. It's Parramatta, Gold Coast, Roosters, and the Panthers all to win head-to-head. You're getting $3.80 for that. Um, yeah, if it loses, don't come knock me door down. If it wins, I'll be sure to let everyone know about it. But, uh, but yeah, that's the wrap-up for the first week of uh, of the Supercoach preview. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. This will be going out at about 12 o'clock, so still plenty of time for you guys to jump on and make changes. I'll be dropping my final team tonight as well on Instagram. It's just at SC Whisperer or Facebook is the Supercoach Whisperer. Look, uh, plenty of changes to the eyes and who's to enter round one. But I can't wait for the season to start. It's been a long slog of a, pre- of a preseason, but we're back. We're treated to a brilliant game tonight to kick off the round. But that's everything, guys. Like I said, thank you so much for the support to enable me to, to advertise this podcast and, and monetize it a little bit. I'm just going to reiterate that any money that comes back into the show goes straight into recording equipment. Um, there's some microphones that I want, a mixer that I want that's going to cost about $1,500. So any bit of ad revenue that I get goes straight back into that and making the show better and trying to improve the quality of it for you guys. Uh, I've always said that I'm just a, just a bloke with a microphone giving my opinion, but you guys have gotten around me uh, exponentially. You guys have left fantastic reviews on the on the podcast. For anyone that hasn't left a review that is enjoying it, that's the best way to support the platform on, on Apple. And I'm getting countless DMs of people that absolutely enjoy the podcast. So look, it, 
I sat down with some friends at the start of the year and I wanted 300 followers and I've amassed nearly f- over 5,000 now in, in five weeks. So it's been absolutely mental. Uh, the support you guys have given me is phenomenal. Um, and without you guys, there would be no SC Whisperer. So thank you all for the support. But let's go into the season. Keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. Let's go. That's all, folks.